Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. All right, we're back. Episode 63. Damn. Wow, man. It's, it's getting up there. Yeah, it definitely is. I, just, I thought I fucked up. I was like, are we 62? Yeah. Yeah, but we kind of named different episodes, so that's what got me off. All right, we got a special guest. Joseph Blue. Hey. All right, give it up for Joseph. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I need some sound effects in here. All right, right? I'm going to press one of these motherfuckers because I'm not sure which one. Oh, God damn it. Oh, that's that's not the one, one I wanted. That's not the one. Hold this on, hold on. One. Which was one? Oh, no, we're not going <laughs> to. We're not going <laughs> to. We're not going to shoot him. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Get that fucking Jamaican. Yeah. All right, Joseph Blue. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So uh, a little bit about myself. I'm mm-hmm. a uh, former uh, Division One track and field athlete. All right. Uh, I'm a current uh, track and field coach at the collegiate level. Awesome. And I'm from Bakersfield, currently live in Los Angeles. All right. Just doing my thing, man. That's real. Yep. All right, big dog in it. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's awesome because – I have a track and field background. It wasn't great, but I threw discus. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot, I was shit, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was already right discus. Not this kind of shot. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't a Trayvon Martin shot. I was. Uh, oh, come on, oh God, too soon, too soon. Jesus Christ! It's been years. It's not a Trayvon joke. It's a reference. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I threw shot and discus. Uh, I was. Uh, you remember your marks for discus? It was one. Oh God, like one thirty something. One right. no one yeah one yeah one probably one thirty. I was something. my mark too, really. Really? Yeah, but know. but what's your your thing was shot, wasn't it? I was more of a shot putter. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, discus is usually for like long rangey guys like me. Yeah. Shot put is like for bigger, stronger dudes usually. Mm-hmm. Is the long rangey guys? I got, I got long range, long arms, but. Uh, I think I was good at discus when I first started college. Right. And got too big. Like, <laughs> I was 60. Uh, I was like, stick the shot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about college, uh, where you went and uh, what you did there. Um, so my first three years, uh, I attended Fresno State. Okay. And then my last two years, I transferred to Northridge. That's where I graduated from. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I did a little bit of uh, graduate assistantship when I started my coaching. Awesome. Got my master's degree at Southern Arkansas University. Wow. Just finished that in December. And yeah, that's basically like my whole little college drift. Mm. Awesome, man. Yeah, I had to pull up to his graduation in Northridge. Oh, yep, I'm due. Oh, Keith showed up. Keith pulling up on niggas now. <laughs> what kind of gun is that, man? I don't know. That mug is slow. God. Damn, that's a that's a that's a section eight uh, food stamp gun right there. <laughs> that shit's shooting slow in a bitch. <laughs> I said uh, Nintendo sixty four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you got to reload. Like. Oh man! All that's right, funny. Uh, Keith, go ahead and uh, lead off, man, because this is your this is your guy here, man. So you, you guys know a little bit more about each other. Yeah, man. Me and Blue go way back. It was it's one of those things where you know somebody before you know. Them. Like we went to elementary yeah. school together, and we uh. would always see like each other around. But it wasn't until like high school that we we actually like met and kind of linked up and stuff. But we, um, you know, we 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 both play football, so that's when we really started to like, you know, get get tighter. I guess, you know, out there running two a days and 
running suicides and sleeping in the gym. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That was the crazy days. But yeah, man, I think, you know, the thing that I appreciate about him the most is um like the odds were against him. Like I was telling Eddie on the way here, I graduated like with like a three point two four out of high school, which is not great, but it's you know it's okay. Shit, better than mine. Yeah, one of the kids at the AP classes. But I, not, I wasn't talking about me. But I say that to say that Blue graduated before me, so you know it's, it's just dope to see like you know all the things that he's accomplishing now. Um, you know, being a you know uh, track coach and you know doing his thing, getting his master's degree is is uh, is definitely dope. You know what I mean? Breaking those generational curses and whatnot. Appreciate it, man. Definitely, man. All right. Well, um, I'm one of the people here without a degree, so uh, thanks for rubbing it in my face, both of you guys. Oh, dumb man, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Your what was your major? Your major was it kinesiology? No, initially, when I first started, that's what I was going towards. Got it. Um, And then I went to communication. Um, I I think I just like the topic. Right. You know, some people take it, they think it's the easy route. Right. But I think I just gravitated more to just, and I was thinking about actually doing radio for a minute too. Awesome. Whatever, you know. Um, And then when I I got my degree in communication, Mm -hmm. then I went on and do uh, college counseling and student affairs. Just want to give back. Yeah. Everything I learned, da, 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 I always want to help people. So that's real. That was where I was going. And I know how that can affect my athletes too if I have right. those kids. Well, communication that plays into recruiting. Oh, yeah. And the counseling part plays into when I'm going over advising stuff for my athletes. Yeah. You know, setting up schedules, stuff like that, just right. to help them. Mm-hmm. All those skills. And then I can maybe get a little money on the side teaching part time at a junior college or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, this guy plans well. That's you can, real. You could tell. It, with me, my major was kinesiology. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that didn't work out. A uh, lot of beer <laughs> and chasing pussy and shit like that. Yeah, so uh, what's dope about communications, though, is you can use that uh, in your field. Because there's no point of having all these different positions and you don't know how to talk to people. Exactly. How many times have you had a teacher, right, and they don't know how to talk to the kids? Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you a teacher? Exactly. Yeah. Like, this is part of it. Or coaches don't know don't know yeah. how to right. communicate. They just communicate. Don't understand at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that, yeah. Go. Go. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say having that perspective uh, helps you a lot. Like when you exactly. understand, like with me specifically, I work with uh, men and women. So right, understanding how men communicate and understanding how women communicate gives me an advantage when I'm coaching because they don't respond differently. And even the guys, like if it's a group of guys, all the guys don't respond the same, but there's similarities. Right. So I'm able to like pinpoint like, oh, this is, you know, Mm -hmm. this is why, this is what I learned and this is how I'm going to help them from my experience. Yeah. You might want to hold the mic. Oh, my fault. I'm far back. Yeah. I can hear him. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but you know, when yeah. we're in post, we're going to be like, oh, dang. Right. It's going to be kind of loud. It's going to be sounding like a Breakfast Club interview. Like, you <laughs> know, back. Mic, spit, out, spit out your gum. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, it'd be like uh, like a rapper on there. They'd be like, yeah, like when I was in school, like, you know, I'm going to sound yeah. Like, dude, speaking to them. You're a rapper, man. Speaking to the <laughs> fucking mic. Jacket. <laughs> like, let me take my chain off real quick. <laughs> like in the street, they call me the baby. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but over here, they just call me lazy. You feel me? <laughs> Angela, you'd be like, so like, um, nah, I ain't gonna make fun of Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, knowing when to walk away from fights. 
Oh, before before we oh, go, go into that, um, mm-hmm. just for I guess athletes out there that mm-hmm. I don't know if we have any athletes that listen, but maybe you know you know younger kids that are coming up will come across this. Is mm-hmm. there any advice about like the you know the high school or junior college to university route? You have any advice for athletes trying to pursue that? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll say. <clears throat> To athletes that want to get into college, uh, definitely make sure you check with your counselors. Make sure you're in the right classes. Mm. Make sure your grades are A1. They don't have to be, like, they don't have to be all straight A's, but yeah. you want to stay above the C range. Right. Make sure you're in college prep or above class, mm-hmm. um, following the routes that you need to go. Yeah. Um, and just make sure you stay on that. Make sure, one thing that a lot of athletes actually don't do that they should, and I wish I did, and I'm sure Keith wish he did, um, reach out to coaches yourself. Don't wait for right. a coach to try to call you. Yeah. You know, so many athletes in the world and you're right. you might get missed. Right. Yeah. So you got to email that coach. I get emails all the time. Right. Yeah. I'll see them like, oh, such and such. And they That's might not even thing. have the numbers. Yeah. But I might want to meet them and see who they are. And yeah. I can turn them into something or, you yeah. know, right. Like just reaching out and showing, you know, yeah. That urgency That's the thing urgency. That, um, you know, going through high school, we all wanted to play like D1 football or whatever. Um, but you don't you you see there's maybe two or three people on a team that the, the college coaches will come down and look at, but you know just seeing you know knowing that if I, I wish I would have known that in high school right. I would have reached out to you know different coaches you know we just going through the process thinking like oh, okay I got a few tackles like I'm just gonna get letters in the mail yeah, exactly. knowing that there's like True. camps there's True. you know communicating with coaches and your name your name is the most important thing yeah sometimes the best players on the field aren't getting any letters. Because mm-hmm. they That's could real. be they could be the best player for another system, but when these guys come down, they're just looking for the studs, the right. standout stats guy. Like you know, not only looking good on paper, but looking good on the field. But there's some guys that get Division twos and they end up going to NFL. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's That's it, another thing that yeah. I wish I my ego wasn't that or my pride like that wasn't D1, that D1, big. D1, yeah. so many kids is like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, but some understand it. That's when you got normally the kids that understand it are the kids who have like good coaches that are mentors or parents right. who've been through it. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. Take this route. Yeah. When it comes to track and field, it's a little different than football. You can be uh not really in the eye, but you can be D three, you're still going against USC. It's yeah, really damn. about it's about your performance. Like Got it. Yeah. you know, I can be a sixty three foot shot putter and and UCLA can have a sixty three foot shot putter and we can be at the same meet. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's it's really up to you. Football is just certain level. You're not gonna play USC if you're three. Yeah. So yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. They have some exhibition games, but that that's kind of far and in between. You know, they have you like do a double. They'll play like a double A. Right. It'd be like Appalachian State, like Cal Poly or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that was a good point though. Making sure you're taking the right classes and stuff because yeah. you don't want to be in the wrong shit. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to a counselor too. You might be in fucking uh, chicken nuggets one on one or some shit. I like get, what? I what is this? I'll be like, what are you taking? Like, or they'll drop a class. It'll be the senior year. They was doing good. I look at the whole transcript. Yeah, and then they'll be like, they were supposed to take this math, and they end up not taking it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, actually what happened true. to me. Funny story. I like took a my last year at uh, East. I had took a. Um, I didn't take as many classes as I could because I would have just graduated. Right. If I would have took it, I would have been automatically eligible my freshman year mm. to play football or do track and field. But I was a partial qualifier, which means I could have just practiced, but I can't, um, I couldn't actually play if I wanted to. Got so. you. 
That's a big old whole incident. Yeah. Some people don't get that. Got to be careful. Learn, yeah. Read. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, what Ask I, questions. I think the one thing that I, um, it's so much information when it comes to like, you know, NCAA and all the rules with D1s right. and stuff. The thing that I realized or wish I knew was about the clock. About oh, when yeah, you yeah. step on campus and you're a full-time student, like you got, what, like four or five years yeah. to complete D1, your- as soon as you start full-time, your clock starts. You got five years to complete four seasons. Mm-hmm. And then with, D, with D2, necessarily, your clock stops. Let's say if I started uh, 12 units or full semester, mm-hmm. then my clock starts, right? But it can stop if I go part-time. Mm-hmm. So I can be like, there's a guy currently in D2. He's like older guy. He's probably like a little under, I think he's like 24, 25. Yeah. And uh, and he competes at D2, and he's like one of the best throwers. Like, oh, yeah, wow. He, he sat out for a while, and then... Mm-hmm. You know, did his thing. He's also like a foreign guy, but he's ridiculous. Yeah. Like through seventy feet, which is Olympic. Damn. He's actually an Olympian, actually, uh-huh. for his island. Oh, but wow. Yeah, but D two is a little different. And that's yeah. kind of how you like coaches play advantages with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I got this guy. He might have set out two years, but yeah. you can bring him back because he'll still be eligible D two, but not be one your clocks. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I knew some good throwers back in the day. Some good shot putters. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I man, I haven't thrown shot or disc in whew, like fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, I threw it back at BHS, but. Uh, I know one guy, he's around your guys' age, uh, Darian. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. That dude was bombing that, that dude all the time. He I was, actually talked to him yesterday. He was <laughs> bombing that shit. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> Bakersfield is weird because we always have like some random school. Like I think that was, when we were in high school, the dude from Foothill one state. Yeah, Sean Reagan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I think there's a guy from the Liberty. Central Valley is like the mecca of throws. <clears throat> Not the mecca, but like... We run the throw stuff for the most part. Uh, wrestling like too in the state of California. Uh-huh. Wrestling too, yes. exactly. Yeah. Beggars so high. Used to all be that football. Br- all that yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The private schools are taking over with the football stuff. Yeah, modern days and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, they just have that ability to recruit more. I think pay, pay for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said what? I didn't say nothing. Oh, say, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jaquan, you want to play for our school? <laughs> I don't know. I, I ain't from y'all district. Here's seven thousand dollars, Jaquan. <laughs> I think I do think that um, Bakersfield is figuring it out as far as right. like trying to do the things that the LA schools are already doing. Because yeah. um, a lot of our, you know, we're, we're like Foothill, one state in uh, basketball. So you know, I think we we're making progress as far as as far yeah, as yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, if, if, if Keith would allow me to move forward, is that cool? Yeah, man. Can we do it? Yeah. We're going to rock it? Yeah. We're going to have fun? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving forward. When to know, uh, when to walk away from a fight. Um, I was watching some stuff online, and there was, I don't want to really name drop the rapper. I don't want to sound like a hater, but there was a rapper that there was some hater heckling him at the mall, and... You know, one thing led to the next, and the rapper ended up beating his ass and putting it on Instagram and all over World World Star. I don't even think World Star is still a thing, but he put it all over the internet. RPQ World Star. Yeah, that. yeah man, that's right. Uh, he whooped the dude's ass. The dude's ass was all out, and he didn't have a belt and shit. <laughs> I think everybody knows what the story is, but uh, it, it goes just like as a grown man. I think we can all relate that, like when you have something to lose. I think it's in your best interest to walk away, especially when someone's in hater, like a hater like that. Yeah. They don't have anything going for them. Mm-hmm. So Keith, can you give me a little bit of your perspective on how you probably would handle that situation? I agree. I think that um, 
he just handled it the wrong way. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, we have, in those situations, you have two choices. You can, you know, engage in an altercation or you can walk away from it. Right. And I think generally um, walking away from it is is always the right answer. Just because even, I don't know how the fight played out. I don't know who punched who first or whatever. Right. But if he, if, if no one physically assaults you, you always have that option to, to just walk away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, in, in those situations, it's always lawyers involved and, you know, these people are just looking for an opportunity to sue you. you yeah. Telling, exactly. Yeah. And then I guess the guy is a troll anyway. I think it's, they, they always say, like, be the bigger person. But I do think right. it does take more to walk away from something like that than to engage in something. True. I think engaging in that is the easier route. True. Yeah, yeah that is the easier route. Mm-hmm. There's so many layers to it, too, because you have the social pressures to engage in these exactly things. What I was yeah. about. <laughs> like, I ain't no bitch. I got to What if they roast you? Like, right. if you just put out that video, I'm like, well, the baby didn't do nothing. Or, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right. That, and he has a reputation of being like, you know. But now this. he looked like everybody was on him. After he did that, a lot of people was like, damn, the baby. Damn, <laughs> yeah. He's real. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mess with the yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. It's a marketing thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't keep that the, up your whole that, that whole thing might have been fake if you Because <laughs> we haven't, I guess the fight is on the security camera, no, but we haven't seen anything. Like, ain't nobody fighting in wherever stores in Louis Vuitton or something. That's, uh-huh. what, that's what tripped me out. Yeah. And the lady was like, oh, oh, like. No, yeah. bro. They would have they went to jail, first of all. All the people would have oh, yeah. yeah. fighting in there. Two yeah. black guys so in Louis Vuitton? Come on, man. Come on. That would have been over quick. And it was arguing. It would have started. As soon as the arguing started, it would have. The yeah. security would have stepped in. There's security yeah. everywhere in, those, in yeah. the mall. Yeah. You can't walk no more. W- once you hear the word nigga loud, because they'd be like, nigga, what? You <laughs> <laughs> was about to go down. Like, uh-huh. Pop the trunk. Yeah. A lot of pe- a lot of people do try him though. That, have you seen that video where he was shooting a music video? Yeah, and mm-hmm. the dude was like, "You got to check in when you're around here." Nah, he I was see in that. Atlanta or something. Yeah, he was really like, shooting a video. I forgot to what I think to uh, Savage or whatever that song's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the dude walked up on him and was telling him, "You got to check in. You come around here." And he was just like, "Yeah, didn't really care." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's like, "I ain't checking." They try to get on because he's small, probably. Yeah, he's not a very big guy, is he? Yeah, small dude. Yeah, that's but not like cool. A, uh, Atlanta running back or something. <laughs> <laughs> or DB. Nice. Uh, the baby. Uh, now, the, the cat's out of the bag. We already said it. Right? <laughs> the baby out here looking like a baby. That's why people trying to pick on him. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. but, you know, you know, like he said, um, if you don't do anything, then you're going to have people like, oh, man, he a punk. He didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a man, you have to understand your own value. So you could say I got punked. That's okay. I know in my heart that if he, if he would have put his hands on me, I would have fucked him up. Yeah. But <laughs> but because I have something to lose, I'm not going to jeopardize that over someone that's being a hater. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give haters life. You got to let them starve. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's in anything. Like I'm not going to risk my career. I'm not like some hotshot guy, but I could lose my job if I get in fights. Yeah. You know, get getting a criminal record could get me fired. Mm-hmm. So no, no, I'm not doing that. That takes maturity. Yeah. Right. Like, a lot of guys don't think like that. I used to even be the same exact way, like, early True. 20s. It's funny. I feel like I got the most fights in college than I did in my regular life. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't my fault. People, was, was, people was fucking with you? I don't know why. You wow. If y'all can see Blue, hands. I wouldn't fight him either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blue looked like the leader when you get through all the other niggas. <laughs> 
Yeah. You got to keep replaying it. Yeah. Like, Let's continue. You got nine seconds coming down. Like, so, uh, no, but walking away from fights from people when you're from the hood. Yeah. Walking away from a fight is like, you yeah. can disrespect it in any way, and you walking away from it is tough from people from the hood. Yeah. Yes. It takes, like I said, it takes maturity. You True. really have to grow up and understand you have more to lose. Right. Than what you're going to gain from knocking somebody out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel me? And, and, then, you when you, and then when you whoop their ass, it's not over. Cause I depend. It's funny because all the people I got in a fight with, myself, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm cool with them now. That was in college though, right? In college, So you yeah. got, but see, in the hood, it ain't over. Right. There you, you know? go. Yeah. In the hood, you know, you <laughs> might pull up with the thing. But <laughs> <laughs> and, <him> off. <laughs> and, and like college, you might get in a fight. They'd yeah. be like, it's not over, buddy. You know? <laughs> they, but it's over. T- cross that line. Like, <laughs> yeah, you ain't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah college fights be different. Like hood different. fights is like over whatever it could be over like you know somebody talking about somebody right. like your family you might have hit it like touch somebody's sister or whatever what but college fights is like <laughs> somebody was drunk and then they just acting wild and then yeah, you just kind of put them in their place exactly. yeah you know what's funny i never got tested by nobody in the hood yeah uh-huh. but in college for some reason i don't, I don't know why <laughs> in the hood like everybody knows like yeah you know they respect you or like whoever you are like right. unless you just some like Dude, they know they can whoop their ass. Like, yeah. right. they're going to try to test you. Or right. like, oh, where are you from? I never in my life got asked where I'm from. Yeah. You feel me? Like, because yeah. it's just like, people right. just, I guess you can tell people vibes. Gangsters can tell vibes. Like, True. Let me get on this square here. Mark, da, da, da. Yeah. You know I, mean? I done yeah. seen some gangsters get their ass whooped by straight nerds. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like a, a quiet nerd is it like a dude that's on the brink of like looking like normal and a nerd, but he like not on no weirdo shit. He just quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Hit you with a roundhouse. Yeah. That- <laughs> Hey, I was talking with uh, one of my friends about Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. You know, he be, I guess he do. <clears throat> excuse me. I, I guess he does like karate in his spare time. What? Like really? That. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I got. I think he got a belt or something. I may really? be wrong, but I, I I think I heard that. Before. Kawhi probably hurt somebody real bad. He be beating ass like. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> on the interview, he's like, I don't even know where you are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't fuck with Kawhi Leonard, man. He just yeah. seems like, and the dude got ridiculously <clears throat> huge hands. Yeah. Like, his yeah, hands. Long arms. Yeah. Get over here. Me, yeah. And, me and Blue are both pretty big guys, but this dude's hands is twice the size as ours. Yeah. yeah. His hands almost bigger than Shaq's. I was yeah. being slapped by, bro. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> like, your hand size November. correlates to, like, your punching power. Yeah. yeah. people with big hands punch mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah. So. He got a I cartoon character hand. Fast and athletic like that. Yeah. Because yeah. if you've seen the game today, he was, like, he was, like, put shouldering people. Yeah. Freaking Draymond Green was flying all over He the was. Place. Yeah. I was like, this dude, he got, like, um, they call it, like, nigga strength. <laughs> 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 the He's thing, a fine nigga <laughs> Only some niggas got it. You, you gotta, you need to, you need to, put, you need to put that entry in the Urban Dictionary. Uh, it's somebody it's listening to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Super Saiyan three. It's somebody, you know, someone really makes you mad. It's somebody listening to the podcast. Is like they're gonna really look at that shit up on Google, <laughs> but they're gonna put the wrong thing. They're gonna put nigger strength. Black man overcomes master. They gonna use it in a sentence. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
That's funny. Drop but I shit. think people, it's just that, you know, I know I know people out there know somebody that's strong randomly. Like they don't lift mm-hmm. no weights, but they they got a firm handshake and you can't really like when you when you give them the I guess like the man hug, it's just like they got a different oh. different type of They only be fifteen though. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I I knew a dude that I, I, I made him come out for football. Shout out to Cleo. I don't know where he is. Cool guy. Uh he just he used to beat a lot of people up. You ever seen somebody that's always in mischief, but you and him cool? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is one of those guys. Me mm-hmm. and him was always cool. I never understood why people was trying him, mm-hmm. but he was knocking everybody out. <laughs> I remember one day we became real cool because I guess he was getting on the city bus and some dude was talking shit. He literally socked this dude off the bus. Sheesh. <laughs> he socked the dude. The dude went up on the steps and got socked off. And I was like, Whoa. And he came out and he looked at me. I was like, what's up, homie? He's like, what's up? And then I seen like two days later at school. I was like, you the nigga that socked old boy off the bus, huh? He's like, yeah. So then we just was cool after that. I was like, man, you should come out and play football. You, you know, you come out here and hit somebody and it's okay. Yeah, and grades or what? Uh, he went out there. He didn't have the grades. He didn't. But they put him in running back, and Wait, he was. Did you say braids or grades? Grades. <laughs> nah, bro, I said grades. Oh, you said uh, yeah, grades, grades, yeah. Did he have a braids? He just describing just the overall. Like, on a white beater on. Just, like, just he just describing a nigga that just got out of doing a bid. Like, <laughs> no, but uh, he was a cool dude. But he played running back. Like he went out before the season and started, and he was actually developing well. He was fast too, yeah. and he was yeah. strong. Never lifted weights. Yeah. yeah, all he did was push ups. Yeah, and uh, then he didn't, he didn't have no cleats or nothing. Like he was out there slipping, and the coach was still like, "We got to get you some cleats, buddy." At B- BHS. At BHS. BHS. Uh, at BHS. I my new Gola gave me some cleats. Really? Yeah, he regretted sure. afterwards. <laughs> oh. That was the same year too. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. I, think Co- I don't think Coach Gola had it out for you, but it was just you was always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, it just be certain situations where it could be like, it could be like, it'd be a food fight in the cafeteria. Blue just eating his food. It'd oh be, my god! Like the yogurt the, just I'm happened the one to started it though. <laughs> Like the yogurt just happened to fall off of his thing and he'll catch it and then it split you up in the air and then Coach Gola would be like, Blue, you started this. <laughs> yeah. was I think what I think with some this is unfortunate, what certain uh coaches and faculty members forget is that you're dealing with kids. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know, you can't be up their ass like that. You have to hold them accountable, yes. Because mm-hmm. they are, it's like the prequel to being an adult. But at the same time, don't take everything so literally. Like, this guy's a kid. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they forget that. Mm-hmm. I and, think you, you could tell with Coach Gola and you that there was some sort of, um, it was something there that was outside of football. Like, mm. some, like, I honestly felt like he just didn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it's unfortunate. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I was uh, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think it was? I don't know. Probably was. I don't know. Coach, uh, coaches do have favorites, yeah. though. Yes, they do. You start to realize. And that. I had a certain personality. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, but, I don't know. Honestly, he probably didn't, we probably overthinking this, honestly. Yeah. Probably just like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But I'm, and then I, I was low key trash. <laughs> like, at the beginning, like, I, I didn't fully develop yet. Right, so right, like, right. Five, yeah. nine, like, Whatever I was, two eighty yeah. or some shit. Like, Ooh. then when I left, mm-hmm. when right. I had my growth spurt, and I was six yeah. three, Ooh. three three ten, and then turned yeah. more, got my man strength, and da, 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 and yeah, it's a little different. You play no, you play nose tackle. Yeah, I played D tackle and D end okay. actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. you on the end? Yeah, I was yeah. fast. What? Keep telling me. <laughs> tell me about hey. the jukes in the wheels, man. <laughs> no lie, <laughs> if blue is like two ten. 
uh-huh. and he played running back, he would have the smoothest jukes I <laughs> you ever seen. <laughs> Because he would just be like, (laughs) sometimes we'd be at practice and he would just be like juking people. But he didn't have like the foot speed to match like the actual moves. Right, right. But uh, he definitely had agility. Wow. Exactly. I I was just trash at the condition. (laughs) Shit, a lot of people's trash at the condition. People throwing up. Yeah. I remember Blue, it was was freshman year and uh, we had to run suicides. And then if you didn't make it back in a certain time, uh, what, what did they call it? Like, was it Arkansas? Uh, it was yes. like where it was like a waterfall. You run up, you run up. It's oh, almost it's like suicide. Like yeah. yeah. It was like one person goes and then the next person goes when you like five yards in and five, you know. Oh, that's not Arkansas. That's something else. I know what you're talking it's about, though. It's like a what state or something, though, ain't it? No, Arkansas is when you almost run in suicides. Yeah. It's like the same thing. You just run across the field and run back, right? Yeah. But nah, think, it's, nah, it's basically, the tens or the- it's, they usually mm-hmm. get the positions together. They get the skill guys together. They get the D-line yeah. And then they line you all up against the fence. Mm-hmm. And then once that dude take off and get up five yards, and the next guy yeah, goes, that's the next what I'm guy. Talking about. And then the whole team is running. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And if you don't beat a certain time, then y'all all got to do that's it all. Exactly yeah, it yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And Hated we would do that, that shit. Yeah. And Blue would be like, he would be at a... Have you ever seen like those Olympic walkers? <laughs> <laughs> but he would never stop though. He would be like, <laughs> what, I, what I hated is all the skill guys. Cause when you're a bigger dude and you, you run and you're doing your thing, you would look like a look at a DB and it looked like they just jogging doing this shit. Yeah. Easy. Easy, easy. yeah. But then when it come to you, like, <laughs> when it's right, your turn to run. come behind me, like, come on, Blue. Ask your hell of a The whole team, the whole team would get behind me. I would be like, bro, I already ran my sprints. I'm not going over there. Uh, I'm trying to have that. Holes and we going to go home. You know, we trying to have that there, team camaraderie. There was another drill, too, that uh, will get, Coach would get fucking pissed. It's where you line everybody up. It's a it's more like a defensive drill. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the D tackles, the ends, you get the linebackers or the wheels, whatever the case, mm-hmm. uh, DBs, and everybody gets set up in the defensive formation. And then it's a cone to the left or to the right. Oh, yeah, those is cone. That was yeah. one of my favorite drills. Yeah, so what they do they is... Blow the whistle? Yeah, they yeah. blow the whistle, but you, you chop your feet or you, you start, you either do like a, a, a burpee or whatever, you chop yeah. your feet, and then they, they either point left or right. Mm-hmm. And then we take off. But if you ain't doing enough effort, everybody got to do that shit over. Yeah. And they ain't bad. They pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But when you got to keep doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> keep messing up. Yeah. Like, I, I, I. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be the same motherfucker to keep jumping off sides. <laughs> You're yeah. like, you know what, Bradley? If you don't keep. Do you- Bradley. <laughs> yeah. Bradley was like second string. He was like a second string linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> no. what's, that, what's that one dude name? Oh, I forgot his name. They say we don't want a name drop here. I use a fake name. <laughs> hey, I was um, what was it? I sent you that video of uh, Silas Nasita. Which yeah. one? Um, well, I don't know if I shared it with you, but I when I was looking did. up his, yeah, he has a big yeah, YouTube be, now. I, oh yeah, YouTube. Okay. I've, seen, I've seen it. I haven't watched his videos, but I was wondering what he was doing in life. Does he play like Germany or something like that? Yeah. Oh, I know he's somewhere overseas. overseas. Yeah, yeah, it's over there. Yeah. I think yeah. it's something like that. Crazy man. Yeah, he's he pretty on the super tangent. Yeah. Go, but yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> this is the true podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I always had a um a an idea to do a movie about Silas. Really? Just like Yeah. Just based on like it would be different if he made it to the NFL. His situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just how the college, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hell of a story. Yeah. Maybe or a documentary. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. That'd too. be dope. Yeah. And he's you know, he's pretty successful now. He's obviously not in the NFL, but you know, he got a huge YouTube channel and he 
still playing football. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what more can you ask for? You know, you're doing what you're passionate about, and yeah, you know, doing the YouTube stuff. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, yeah, we kind of strayed a little bit away from the topic, but that's cool. This, pod- <laughs> this podcast is. Yeah, this, started out with the baby. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts. Yeah. This shit is not scripted. So mm. we're just going all over the place. But yeah, you, you got to know when to walk away from fights for all those that remember the main topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot to lose, man. Yeah, yeah I've had... Or Right, yeah. right. I've had yeah, situations... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just saying, that's one thing, like, I think, like, a lot of people don't consider, like, a lot of girls getting fights, too. Like, oh, yeah. They don't know how to, when to leave it, and it goes on. Yeah, yeah, social yeah. Social media and da-da-da. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Being out here fighting. It's not, yeah. it's not My great. little sister got in a fight at Emerson. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Really? She did? What's Emerson, man? You already know. Yeah. No, you, got, you got to fight. It's some schools. You got to fight for your life. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Emerson is like, I used to have a homie, uh, rest in peace, um, he used to have to run home every day from school. What? He was a, he was a gang member, and he was a Northeniel. Oh, and out here in Bakersfield, yeah. Northeniels ain't really big. Oh, man. And uh, he was the only, people knew him as being that. So yeah, every day, right. this is my homie. We was tight, like best friends. And he used to be like, all right, Blue, I'm out. And he just take off running home and lived on K Street. Got to oh. every day. Was people chasing after him? Yeah. They'll oh. be waiting for him. It'd be a bunch of other little Mexican guys waiting for him. Like, oh, my God. right there. Oh my God. That that's that's terrible. He was just a kid. Yeah. You guys are kids. Yeah. Was it was it grown men trying to whip on him? Or was this yeah, other kids? It was everybody, grown men, all that. Oh like, my God. Homies uncles, like that's crazy. Uncle Cholo used to be out there with yeah. the bat, all that, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I can't help you, bro. Honestly, it's just me and you. I ain't. Yeah. <laughs> you catch that. And I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> get there, right? He just said Uncle Cholo. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cholo. He was gonna glaze over what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was his real name for a second. I just like this poor kid. <laughs> this poor kid's running home and they like <laughs> they were chasing him in the low rider with bats. Like, uh, shoot that slow, he gonna dodge them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his little section eight gun. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's a trip though, like growing especially junior high, that's when people really start game banging. I think elementary yeah. school True. is like, it's an idea that, you know, you may say stuff here and there. Yeah. But once you get in junior high, that's when it's like, it really starts to crack off. Oh, yeah. You see. That's like, reason why that is, because that's the big um, identity yeah. like stage of Trying development. I even out. tried it, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you realize who, is it for you or is it not? Mm-hmm. That's around, It's funny, because that's around the same time I got into sports. Mm. Yeah. So either choose the streets or the sports. Some people... Mm. Wanted to do both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people just chose to do sports. Some people just left school and just started full-fledged baby. Really bad. Yeah. That's so sad, bro. You think, um, I feel I feel like a lot of people in Bakersfield feel like we're the only ones that have those stories. That's really yeah. everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. Like exactly. Super exactly. athletic, but he just want a game bang. Like, it's just too enticing for him. It's crazy. Yeah, get two, <laughs> tu- yeah, two touchdowns, two drive-bys. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, that's why I so like you know we're so impressed with people that actually make it out that actually right you know go on to exactly. you know Tyron and you know a lot of these other guys that really doing it out there. So, yeah. Definitely, man. All right. Well, I think it's safe to say we can move on from that topic. Yeah, man. Because you know we spent about two minutes on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, the social hierarchy. Um, if you think about it, 
a lot of us went to well whether it be in high school primarily where uh this will make like any sense but in high school like all the cool kids and the kids that smoke weed and the athletes and all these people were at the top of the food chain like everybody wanted to be around the pretty girls and the athletes and yeah. all these people and it seems like the nerds were always at the bottom of the pyramid mm-hmm. right but i've noticed that once you get out of high school that whole pyramid flips upside down yeah to where a lot of those nerds and creators of things become the movers and shakers out into the world so all the little strange nerdy guys, they create shit like Tesla and Amazon mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the cool people that we went to school with, a lot of them, well, they go to jail. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they have uh, like 10 kids or end up gangbanging or end up doing just some nonsense because the cool shit doesn't translate out into the world. Mm-hmm. It only will go it only works in high school. Once you get out of high school, it don't work no more. So, Keith, can you elaborate on your experience with that whole idea? Yeah. I mean, I feel like all of us was kind of in that that middle ground where we weren't um, not the most popular kid at school, but we also knew everybody. And we was like, you know, we could kind of navigate through right. um, these, like, social dynamics. But um, for the, the the more polarizing people, like the – you know, you see, like for me, I went to, um, I've, I studied uh, animation at New Mexico State. Right. So all the kids in animation are those weird kids that would dress up with Naruto headbands <laughs> and like walk around with like gold hair trying to be Goku. <laughs> and then they get, you know, they go into animation school and then they go on to start working at Disney and then, you know, they're extremely successful. Um, but like we said, you, you see, you see it all the time, like the coolest guy in school the the most athletic guy that um you know got all the girls and everything if you if you were to research those people now look at their facebooks and stuff you realize that you know you can't monetize cool right so get when out you, to the when room. you think about it you got to <clears throat> think about this what were those cool guys doing it for girls girls. girls yeah all the situation that's trying to yeah. do it for the girls and yeah so they fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. You know I mean? Yeah, a lot of them like even possessions like cars, money, da da da. Everybody try to do it for the girls, like because that's how you're gonna get them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, how do you find them? How do they find the balance to where they're like mm-hmm. can get the girl, but also not fall off and go yeah. to prison? <laughs> yeah. Trying to be a super thug because the finest girl in school like the super like thug. The thug. You feel me? Yeah, that's just a phase though. What a lot of guys don't don't realize is that these girls that like you for being a thug, they're not gonna like you. That you're just a thing for now. Like mm-hmm. you're, it's just a phase. But most of those girls that date a thug, a lot of times in the high school or whatever, when they get out, they're gonna marry a guy that graduated from like Howard or something. Mm-hmm. Let's stay from Baker. No, just- <laughs> 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 you still be on them. <laughs> yeah, still dating thugs. <laughs> Little Pookie just got out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, taking taking little thirst traps on on Facebook and whatnot. Where the real men at? <laughs> Titties all out and shit. <laughs> yeah, you gonna find them for one yeah. night. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that is interesting. Even even the girls too. Like we're only talking about guys, but even oh, the yeah. girls. The girl that was, um, you know, she was super popular, or she looked good in high school. She probably graduated and got pregnant and then her life just completely changed oh yeah some people rebound 
Yeah. Some yeah. people redeem themselves, but for the most part. After the baby and all that, you saying? Yeah, usually yeah, yeah, sometime yeah. they do. Yeah. I've seen, um, not rebounding physically, but I've seen a, uh, one girl that I knew. She she got like three kids now, but she just graduated. So I was like, oh, that's dope. Because in your mind, you're like, yeah. oh, she got pregnant. She probably yeah. ruined her life. She's still but doing her thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out to her. Crazy, man. Some people, people have different vices. You know, some people is drugs. Some people is, you know, I don't know, dick. I don't, I don't know. Pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They get you caught up, yeah. man. Cool shit don't work. Uh, go ahead and blue. Lab. I want to hog the mic here. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't know, bro. You don't, have to, lot, um, you don't have to name drop, but I know you, get, you know, have some scenarios of people who really kind of fuck shit up for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of cases. Um, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's real. He's <laughs> got so much. The, the, good, the good thing is if you do bounce back, right. you know, you're good. You live your own life. Everybody have their own life uh, right. that they want to live. And it's just depending on who you're doing it for. Some people, they start off doing it for the girls, then they end up doing it for the family. Yeah. Mm. And some dudes don't want to stop doing it for the girls, so they leave their family mm. continue to do it for the girls. I'm like, yeah, it ain't worth it. Mm. It ain't worth it. But some people have their own things. I mean, that they, that they essentially just want to do. Mm-hmm. And it can mess it up or it can make it. True. Dang. Yeah. I think um, that's a lot of like... Um, being a like a high school slash junior high kid is doing stuff for the opposite sex. So I think that the people, the people that tend to be more successful are the ones that figure out like that's not going to get you anywhere. Like I guess that can motivate you in the back of your mind. Maybe some people are motivated like to be a great athlete by women or the allure of um, being a great athlete and having girls, you know, at the drop of a dime. But um, oh yeah, just. I think it takes, um, like, that maturity we talked about with walking away from a fight. It also takes a certain amount of maturity to not think with, like, the head below your waist. You know your, what I mean? Your cock? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. All but, right. you know, that, I think that's the thing. Like, I would, I remember we would be sitting in meetings um, or watching film and stuff, and then you'd see, like, guys texting girls during, like, film sessions and stuff. You'd be like, bruh. Like texting in the middle of a class. Yeah, I know, yeah. This, I know this sounds crazy, but they didn't have cell phones back when I was in high school. Yeah. Well, they was, did, but nobody had them. Yeah. We had we played the Boost Mobiles. Or? Nah, none of that shit. None of that. Nah, yeah. we we had pagers back then. I, I graduated in '03, man. So we yeah. we had cell phones, but they were just like black and white, and they had snake on them. That's all they yeah. had was snake. That little Nokia. Yeah, a little yeah. Nokia. It was like a little fucking brick. Track phone. <laughs> track phone. <laughs> that was my first phone. Oh, it was a track phone? It charged like two dollars a minute. On oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for me for Christmas. It was like fourteen dollars. Oh wow. There you go. I was like, <laughs> I'm happy. I thought it was an iPhone before it even came out. Like, oh man. <laughs> they had no sweet. games on it though. Yeah. You only can make calls. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think like. Even when even when we, when we was in high school, not everyone had a cell phone. Like oh, that was yeah. like a luxury. Oh, yeah. Only exactly. if, like maybe less than fifty percent of people, maybe like shit. Keith forty percent. Keith had a fucking BlackBerry. Yeah, I yeah, remember that. That BlackBerry. I remember that. Yeah, yep. I don't even know how I got that. You know, it might have been a, gr- a Christmas present. I was gonna say, I growing up going to school, I rode the public transportation since I was ten years old by myself. Wow. So you would think I would needed a cell phone? Yeah. 
If I was gone, my mom didn't know where the hell I was at. Yeah, so that's I was like, crazy to think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's kids at school. Sorry. sorry to cut you off, yeah, but there's ahead. kids at school that their phone pings them whenever their mom is there to pick them up. Oh, that's crazy. So it's crazy to think, like, you know, your mom is no cell phone. sitting out. I can imagine leaving yeah. my daughter with no cell phone. Yeah. It was the same thing for me. Well, me and your brother. Yeah. We'd be just on the be bus. Out. Just be out. Yeah. It's just now everybody's so connected, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a good and bad thing. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because exactly. people use the convenience to be doing fuck shit. Yeah. You know, the, mm-hmm. the whole social media really. I think once they put elements of the, the internet on mobile phones, that's when it fucked everybody up. Mm-hmm. That's when yeah, shit yeah, got yeah. fucked yeah. up. Yeah. The smartphones. Yeah. The smartphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do anything. You do everything right from the phone. You could. I don't even it. watch TV really ever. Like when people ask me, "Oh, about this show, da da da," I'll be like, "I don't watch it because I'm always on my phone." Yeah. You know, if I'm not like recruiting, or if I'm not on Instagram, or if I watch funny stuff, it's on my phone. But you're Instagram. just busy though. Yeah, I'm busy, but at the same time, yeah. I know other coaches that be keeping up with shows, and oh. <laughs> all the stuff, and like right. they're busy just like me. But right. it's just I have no interest in watching TV. Got you, got you. Everything's on my phone. Yeah. That's so I can't even like. I feel weird like. It's funny, even when it comes to like playing video games, I don't really play video games like that, but I like to play Madden. Right. But I don't even really play it like that. It just sit at I my house. I don't either. Me too. Unless I like, you know, playing somebody online or something, or yeah. like my cousin hit me up, but let's play. But yeah. I just be on my phone for the most part. That's where my yeah. shit always dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now that this has been recorded on the podcast, when someone reaches you and you don't text them back, is it safe to say you're full of shit? I'm not even one of those I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, there might be more layers. That's key for it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep hit you back. I've seen Keith do it. I was in the shower for two days. I won't lie though. I've seen I've seen Keith get a text message and I look at his phone. and he'll put it down. Like he'll look at it and be like, "Hey, I've been getting better. I think I answered." 85%. I ignored Eddie's call today. I ignored Eddie's call today. But I answered like 85% of my calls today. Oh, yeah. If, if my, my thing is this. A lot of times me and Keith talk. I've, I've known Keith since he was shit. Seven, six. I don't know. But um, obviously, me, me and his brother are best friends. Yeah, yeah. And with Keith, I, you don't push the envelope. Like, if he answers the phone, cool. If he doesn't, don't be like, hey, man, I'm trying to call you. I'm trying to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. Just leave him alone, man. He don't ever give you that energy back either. Like, he's just going to be like... We got his phone and act like it's just like regular. Like, oh, no. My bad, man. Sometimes- I never heard Keith yell in my life. Like, yell and go after somebody, like, arguing-wise, like something I would do. I've never seen Keith just turn up on somebody. Now, I, I don't really believe, I haven't seen too many instances like of that. that. I, did, I think Keith is more of the type to just get turned away from something. Like, yeah. like nah, I'm done, bro. Like, you know, like it, he more or less will walk off from some fuck shit yeah. instead of, like, insert himself. Yeah, but I you did talk about getting in some fights, and that's one of the homies getting yeah. jumped. That's when Keith's gonna be right there. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. my Every fight that I've ever been in is because of my little brother. Right? Yeah. yeah. People be like picking on him or something. Yeah, trying yeah. some shit. I remember yeah. you told me about that. I was like, you got in a fight? Yeah, I got no. My last fight, I was well. I got in a fight in the club too, <clears throat> but it wasn't really a fight. Fight. It was kind of like an altercation. You doing security? No, oh, not when no, I was no, doing security. Okay. Um, somebody people try to fight you when you're doing security. Yeah. Um, but I was I was out in like in uh in Reno and uh I don't know, I don't even know what happened. But it wasn't like my friends were were actually throwing punches. I was just kinda there like in the scuffle. Yeah, was it that time that that, that dude punched your glasses off? 
He didn't punch my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so he had the extras on to it. <laughs> <laughs> the forum, the forum. I was out there like Velma, like, oh my gosh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> across the room, like, oh. What in the instant nerd mode? <laughs> Where, oh my god, where's my glasses at? Across the room in slow motion, like. <laughs> but that did end the fight. Like I was getting ready to throw some punches, but my glasses fell off my face. So I was just like, ah, just his glasses it. flew off. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, Microsoft Word. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Should have worn the goggles. <laughs> the Ricky got the Ricky Walker goggles. <laughs> Keith Keith got punched, and he's like, oh, Bill, not a science guy. Oh, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, that's funny good stuff <laughs> yeah this is this is they need to just turn this t- name this episode to fucking tangent <laughs> but we did we did fought we fought on uh, California Avenue so what was this? literally like on the busiest street in Bakersfield like we were fighting I was like 19 or like oh I remember when this happened but it was near the wars yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess someone stole I don't know what happened it was like it was weird cause um I think my somebody stole my brother's phone or like some it, it might have been like some old phone probably didn't even work. He was just like probably flossing. Like it didn't it had zero <laughs> zero reception in minutes on there, That's but he was probably right. just carrying it around. But uh I guess they stole it and then I guess they called me or they came home and he was like, Hey man, somebody trying to like they're trying to fight us or something like that. And then him and uh I think a couple of his homies came and I was like, What? Like what's going on? And um we was just sitting there for a minute and then they actually came into the apartments. It was a lot of people too, like God. some older, like some older dudes like my age. <clears throat> and then they came in. A couple of them knocked on the door, and then I called my homie Renee. Shout out to Renee. I called him, and then he just like drove over there. Him and his little brother drove over, drove over to our house, like from uh, from the other side of town. I knew Renee used to always be ready to yeah. fight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got into the most fights. He got no like, reason. <laughs> he don't have no <laughs> His record ain't crazy, but like he'll fight though. He'll fight. <laughs> yeah. So Renee pull up. And then finally we like, okay, our numbers are comparable. Like we, if we went out there like three on eight or something, it would have been crazy. But um, like, you know, Renee and his little brother came and was like, all right, cool, let's go. So um, I think we went downstairs and Renee's doing like more to talk. Renee's like a, um, he was like the leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a guy that doesn't run away from confrontation. So like he was, he was trying to like, we, we actually met up with the people and then Renee's like, yo, like he started talking to him. And we're standing outside, like, on a busy, like, a three, you know, three lanes going down the street, like, one of the busier streets in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. We're on the sidewalk, and we're talking to him. Renee's like, yo, um, I heard y'all stole a phone or something like that. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and, me, dude, man, <laughs> and I don't know what, like, how the, how the conversation played out, but it was somebody coming, walking across the, he crossed the, um, the street. And um, we was just kind of like looking back to make sure he wasn't trying to unslick. And next thing you know, he threw a punch. And then um, it landed on the dude. The dude got hit. And then all of a sudden, like three of us just like started giving him like all kind of like <laughs> fury of fists. Rushed up. Rushed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and then crazy. the fight broke out. Renee's like punching people. 
um, his little brothers punching people, and then <laughs> eventually uh, the pa- I guess some parents came or something. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Some parents came with their phones out, like recording us. Like, oh my I'm God. going to the police with this. And then we just ran away and then went to the house and talked they, about it. They only re- recorded the, the black kids. Went <laughs> <laughs> to the house and talked about it. Talk about what you should have did and what you was doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. was you running, Keith? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, though. Oh, wow. I don't know how he got into this. That was all for the girls, too, right? Awesome. Yeah. No, nah, man. Uh, well, I mean, we were talking about the hierarchy. whole, oh, yeah, social hierarchy thing. Yeah. Um, I've noticed a lot of people that I went to school with, that you kind of have to grow like mm-hmm. as an adult. You could fuck it off, even in college a little bit. Yeah. But once you go through that phase, we we all see how that doesn't that doesn't carry over doesn't mm-hmm. translate. Um, I've seen guys the one the same ones that were chasing pussy all through college and fucking mm-hmm. around and being drunk. They're fathers now. You know, they got kids. Mm-hmm. They got great jobs. Um, it's weird that there's. Um, I remember the valedictorian at our school. He was known for being like a crazy party guy. Um, New Mexico and, State? No, I'm talking oh. about high school. Okay. And he, I don't know what he's. I think he. I believe he graduated college, but just to think like you can be the valid, like, I don't think a black person can do that. You know what I mean? Why you say that? Just like, never limit black people, man. No, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying like, just, just the way that our, our dynamics, like how, how hard, difficult it is for us to like get the ball rolling. You know what I mean? Like for, we have to, I feel like we have to focus more. Like I, I felt like I was as smart as anybody in high school, but I just wasn't as focused as, like, I don't think I could be the guy that was partying every weekend and then also getting, like, a 4.5 GPA. Like, I feel yeah. like... I just, but I also, two things could be true. I think you're right, but I also think school is just incredibly easier for some people. Yeah. I think some people true. are just so fucking smart that they could be hungover drunk and just last minute do everything. Yeah. Because... It just comes to them. Yeah, it just yeah. comes to them. This guy. <laughs> we got our camera guy here, Freddie. This guy's taking some good shots. He's probably going to take unless some Unless you're fun. an engineer, then. Huh? You gotta, unless you're an engineer major or something like that. Possibly, yeah. Uh-huh. Doctor. Yeah. Bio. Yeah, I think you... If, if I find somebody that's like partying like that and they're like an engineer, it's rare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Takes focus. Yeah. You can't fuck around with jobs yeah. like that. I know my, my old roommate, he was an electrical engineer. And Mine's too. That's crazy. Yeah. He was... He was a guy, he had fun, but he he knew, I guess he, he knew how to, like, almost like an athlete. He knew how focus. to turn it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd just do some coke. Do some coke real quick. And then he'd like, <laughs> <laughs> just go through his studies and line, get it be on his stage. Yeah, I, lit- I like literally do a line, that. Read a line. That, <laughs> it tripped me out. Like, I was, I witnessed the whole transaction. He was like, uh, I think I'm, I think I might just go do some coke, man. Like stay up and study. I was like, "What?" Oh, like it's just normal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Random, I think sure. I got a picture on my phone somewhere. Oh that god, should never see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably one of the people that. Did you do it, Keith? Nah. nah. One of those guys doing multiple things at once, like doing homework, snorting coke, and watching Doug at the same time. <laughs> like, dude, dude, snorting that shit. <laughs> You don't. You realize that there's a lot of drug addicts in school, though. Oh Those fuck yeah. yeah! Adderall. That's one of the worst ones for college students. Is Adderall? Yeah. They be taking that shit. I knew guy a guy who was doing hard drugs. He was a he was like an aeronautical engineer. What? Yeah, he would do like heroin and crazy aeronautics. Stuff. So he was really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a stand up that I want to. I heard um, 
you know, it's funny that we talk about like the hierarchy and marriage coming this. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but I heard like, uh, they say, uh, Steve Jobs used to do like LSD or whatever. I think yeah. that's true. I he said he used to take a certain amount to make his mind. Yeah. Yeah. They say that that shit works. Yeah, yeah. They say that if you if you take these hallucinogens, what they call them. Yeah, hallucinogens. Um, like, oh, I actually seen on the Breakfast Club. That's what I seen. Oh, that's when you seen it. They had Doctor Oz on there, and they was talking about right like that, mushrooms and all that right. Stuff. But I also heard that multiple. I heard it on Joe Rogan's podcast too, and someone else about how people that had like uh, episodes of like um, uh, depression or whatever, they take the hallucinogen and then they they take it like one time. Yeah, and then it starts. It's like it restructures something in their brain. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I wouldn't. I per- personally wouldn't be trying to trip. Yeah, Steve Jobs is more of a creative though, so I could see how how that works. The hallucinogen. Yeah, he's not really a technical guy who's gonna write codes or anything, but he's yeah. like a guy that understands design more so. Oh wow! Yeah, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, he that's, take that risk though. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, I, but I, I feel like if I don't know, you know how the, the dosage oh. or something. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. I yep. know people that do like. Micro dosage, dosages of uh, mushrooms every day yeah. that is stored in their tea. And they For what? Drink. I don't know. They just like the I feeling. Weird at work. Like they, <laughs> as soon as they put that little mushroom, they start hearing that seventies music. Wow! 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 I know my cousin. He does like whole. I won't call it a seance, but like they'll do shrooms. <laughs> they'll do shrooms, <laughs> and then like people start like. They have like candles everywhere, and they have a certain meal, and then they start pouring out their emotions. Like, like my cousin is gay, so I think when he did it, a lot of that pressure of the world, and you know, the the family pressure, right. and the whole like Christian faith with black people and all that, stuff it, that yeah, it just all it all spewed out. And I felt like he I, he said he felt much better after doing it. Wow, so, yeah. that's crazy. But you hold all that stuff in, like yeah. everything. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Hey, I'm afraid to eat do mushrooms because I'm a big guy and I'll be hungry. So I'm like, <laughs> eat too many of them motherfuckers. Man, I don't even like regular mushrooms. You don't see me doing it. Yeah, hey. most of them, yeah. most the ones that the way they they do it, they just put it in tea mm. and you just drink it. Um, oh, shit, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's some far out shit, man. Yeah, for real. God damn. Yeah, but some there's some people that do it like a little micro dose, like to get them up in the morning. Oh wow! But I wonder if it ever like loses its it loses its uh, I won't say potency, I guess you could say, or it loses its effectiveness. Like if, the more if, you do it, right? The more you do it, because yeah. you do anything enough, you start to you start to like plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you do a workout that's mm-hmm. the same for yeah, years, yeah, yeah, your body starts to react to it. Exactly, it starts to like uh, not react, adapt, react. Yeah, adapt mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the power of uh, power of your brain, like anything right. that you. Putting your body, anything that you make your body does is all controlled by your brain. Mm. And your brain knows when one thing is tired, mm. one thing needs energy. Like, like let's say, for instance, if you take a, a bang or something and then you take that, that's literally like stuff that goes through your blood, through your brains, and your body True. knows, let's be alert. Da-da-da-da. Right. It's time to lift. Right. You start feeling itchy or da da da. Like, right. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You start sending that signal. Yeah. yeah. That's a trip, man. The brain is a powerful thing. I, I remember playing oh, yeah. sports. It would always be like um, Coach Gola would be yelling out certain Coach Gola would be yelling out certain sayings like um, 
about your mind and you know it's the pain is all in your mind yeah. and stuff like that and, and when you're going through it you're like come on coach like nigga my legs is dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental son he yeah. always says mental yeah yeah and I get that now it's yeah crazy. you understand it now like because oh. if you believe if you believe that you're not tired or you're not hurting you can believe anything if you wholeheartedly believe True. it and low key will like yeah. Let's say, for instance, if you believe in monsters, right? Right. And if you really believe there's like spirits and monsters and ghosts, and right? You, and you think in that, your mind will create that reality. Oh, there definitely. That, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Anything. Yeah. That's what I said. The power of yeah. the mind. You got to know, like, exactly. Uh, and that's I'm, all. That's literally how people like these people become successful because they believe that they can do this. Oh, fuck yeah! And the people that don't believe, they mm-hmm. just like it's an idea to them. Right. They don't yeah. do shit. <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> Because, like, even, like, if I think about myself, right, and where right. I've come from, so many people in my same circumstances, they literally are what they believe. They don't believe, like, True. Oh, I didn't have a mom, or oh, I didn't have a dad growing up. I lived in the hood. If I had this, I had that. Yeah. And then, and they don't end up going nowhere. Because that's you literally right. told yourself, you're not shit, and I'm never going to be shit. Right. But yeah, yeah, my yeah. mentality was never like that. My mentality was like, I got to get the fuck up out of here. Yeah. Right. I don't want to be like my dad or I don't want to be like right. my mom working a part-time job. There you working go. Working at Walmart. Da, da, da. There you go. My mentality was completely different. There you go. But not a lot of people think like that. Given the circumstance, and my, that's why one of my things that like I teach my athletes is don't ever have the victim mentality. Oh, my God. Meaning like um, the victim mentality just meaning like because I went through this, I am this or of. Uh, or like like some black people can have it sometimes. Like, oh, the white people don't let me do this. And right. Blah, blah, blah. There's are they are obstacles. Don't get me wrong, but you can't be a victim to it. You have yeah. to overcome it, no matter yeah. what. If it's, there's hurdles right there, you got to jump over them. If you believe you can do it, and if you want to do it, yeah, you got to just bust through. Yeah. It all it all comes from your brain and what you really want to do, and you'll do anything. Yeah, literally. God damn it, like Blue. this podcast. Right? <laughs> I remember when y'all first started. Awesome. Right? <laughs> and y'all stay consistent and just right. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. and then like, or like, we all go through journeys of like us thinking we know what we want to do. Right, like, I thought yeah. I wanted to be an NFL player. I want to play football. Da, da, yeah, da. and then your life ends up taking you to a whole right. different place. Like, yeah. Even like with Keith, I remember what he was. I think he wanted to do architectural engineering. Right, yeah, and then all of a sudden he ends up in all this media stuff. Yeah, but I feel like he found his true passion. Yeah, and he didn't even like know it. He yeah. probably had like right. Probably always had that little like you know likeness yeah. of it. Right. And to, then to piggyback to, on that real yeah. quick, and then right. you continue. I don't think you find your passion. I think it finds find you. you. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm figuring out because to, to, to your point, how is it that I'm 34 now, and I mean I'm a truck driver, but I'm doing a podcast. These things don't even really. I don't mm-hmm. know really anyone else that has a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then me and Keith start doing it. We've been doing it consistently over a year, mm-hmm. every week. Like you mentioned, and you also mentioned the whole mentality thing about how sometimes the best plan B is not to have one. Exactly. Just to go all in and give everything you've got. Because it sounds very cliche, especially to people that are in those circumstances. But God damn it, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sulk and not do shit? Yeah. Oh, that's that's the worst thing I hate. Mm -hmm. I hate when people tell me stuff about how (laughs) shit is bad. They don't do nothing about it. (laughs) Yeah. I understand if you don't have control over shit, but if right. you have the control, like, what the fuck, t- or what the hell are you telling me for? Like, right, right, right. Do something about it. Like, yeah, what right. can I do to help you, if anything? Right. What can I do to help you? But you're going to have to do something. Exactly. If you, there's no point. In, that's the victim. Like, oh, yeah. this happened. Da, da, da. Like, yeah. okay, what you going to do about it? I exactly. lost my job. Well, 
Yeah, I think go, go somewhere. If you got to move, I literally moved across the country because I was doing a job out here that I didn't want to do. Oh my god! I moved across the country to Arkansas from California in the middle of nowhere. I had no <laughs> plan, but my passion. I'm like, man, I've been doing track and field since high school, and this yeah. is what it made me. Maybe I can coach and help other people. And I did yeah. it, and it's working out. And you just got to keep going. Now, yeah, I had no made, plans. I no never plan B. Keith. No we plan B. School, like, hey, I'm coaching. It's Talk funny. Because the, the the first time I actually drove to New Mexico State, like we both was, oh, dri- yeah, yeah. We was both riding together. Oh, my God. Because before, I, I think I, I caught the plane out there um, to get there initially. But when I actually drove for the first time, he was going to Arkansas. And we just smashed it out there. Damn. Yeah, I remember that. We was moving. My phone was dying. Like, I didn't even have it. My phone, I had an old phone that was dying, like, and it wouldn't charge in my car. So, like, I was just... Hopefully, I seen his car, like, right? Because he knew the way, and I was just like, "Dang, it's crazy." This is yeah. so awesome, though, because I think that the, the beautiful thing about this is, years later, we can all look back, yeah, and, and these stories are going to be that much more amazing. Yeah, like, man, my fucking phone wouldn't work. Remember back then? It's like <laughs> this is crazy, and then you look at where you're, when your trajectory is high, it kind of excites you a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to think like Blue is doing this now, but where is he going to be doing the next five, exactly. six years, seven yeah. years, ten years? Yeah, you know, same thing with me and Keith. What mm-hmm. what's our trajectory? What are we going to be doing? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. You just got to keep working. Mm-hmm. And I, then I just want to meet everyone else at the top that's putting in work. I think um, kind of we were talking about. Um, just finding your path, I guess. Yeah. I feel like you can you can live with yourself more so if you exhausted um everything that you wanted to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, you know, you you played you you threw uh discus and shot in, in college and you kinda exhausted that. And then after that you kinda transitioned. Like for me, I wanted to play football. Like the timing and, you know, like I talked about the co- the clock and stuff. It didn't really, the cock, that's not crazy. Let's clear this shit up. Let's clear this shit up. We're not talking about cocks, okay? We are not talking about cocks. Uh, go ahead and continue, Keith. <laughs> Talk about the cock and stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> but um, it just didn't work out, you know what I mean? I felt like I worked hard. Um, I wish... I don't really wish I did things differently, but I know if I did go back in time and I knew, uh, now I know what I should have done. But like I said, once you know you've exhausted all those things, which you initially wanted to do coming out of high school and, you know, going into high school um, and going into college. And then after that, you can, you can live with yourself and then just take the things that you learn from whatever field and then apply them to the next field. Cause I remember you said something pretty, pretty interesting when we were talking about um about college not co- about high school football and how about some of the stuff coach Gola would talk about about buying in and everyone yeah, being that. on the same page like that's really what what makes t- uh teams tick that that's those are the Definitely. championship teams and you know. oh yeah yeah that's <clears> funny <throat> because uh I actually take those championship meetings and I turn it into what I have now I, I, like when we meet up yeah and uh like for instance like when I first got to the school I'm at now, yeah, it was kind of rough because I'm taking somebody else's kids. Like yeah. I'm inheriting athletes. I didn't have my recruiting class, yeah. So they all have. It's like when you lose a coach, it's like losing a dad or losing a yeah. mom or something. Yeah. You know, like yeah. man, this man. person being with me, developing me, teaching me, and then now they somebody else coming house. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was tough, like trying to get them to buy in. This year we made like a full transition. Mm. Even at the beginning when we started in the fall, it went all the way there. But I also recruited a lot, so it was like. Nine new athletes with like 
four that was left over. Oh, wow. And then, um, so we just like created that culture and just kept working, kept working. Mm-hmm. By like February, A1, like we was, we're, we're not uh, physically at where we need to be. Right. But we made so much progress then from the first semester I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was all about buying in. And I always talk to them about the mental aspect, yeah. the brain power, anything, even when I'm coaching the physical stuff. Right. Yeah. Tell them about like your mind controls everything. If you believe you're, or if, if you're, t- or I tell them if they come to practice and they've been going because they go through stuff, they're college students, right? Exactly. Let me know so I can know should you go home Ooh. or should you stay? You mm-hmm. know, because if you can't do anything mentally, like let's say if I broke up with my boyfriend or something, Paul, I'm not talking about me, but I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you woman, and Keith, you and Keith got to figure this thing out. If I broke up with my girlfriend, <laughs> right? If I broke up with my girlfriend and I'm tripping, like I, I, mentally, I'm not there. Right? There's no way that athlete will be able to listen to what I have to say. Like, hey man, turn your left, get down. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not there. I practice mentally. And True. Mentally, mentally. If you don't have it mentally, it doesn't matter how strong you are, how fast you are. If you could, if you don't have the mental part of anything, that's, so that's like, that's, that's what everybody has yeah. key into. Yeah. I think but, that that's part of the reason I, I remember coach Gullah would buy certain kids lunches and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like that. We cut, we talk about the hierarchy of needs and stuff like yeah. that. And that's mm. the bare necessity, just being able to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you there, if you, if you able to eat your stomach ain't growling, you could completely focus on, you know, whatever route you got to run or whatever, you know, plays coming at or whatever the offense is doing. So. True. Back to what Blue was saying, though, about the whole, you know, not being there and if you need to go home, that's where that communications experience comes in. Had you been a coach that's just a hard-nosed motherfucker, you'd be like, just get it in gear. I don't care what you're going through. You need to get in practice. But being as you actually care about people, right, you actually care and Mm -hmm. understand, that's going to take you very far. That's real. Because they're going to buy into what you're saying because you actually give a fuck about them. Exactly. So That's dope. That's great. Any, any, I think we're talking about coaches now. Um, <laughs> I say my favorite coach I've ever had that instilled things in me to this day is Coach Hartnett. I don't know if you, I'm I know gonna, who that is. You know who it is, I've though? Yeah, oh, gone. man. Uh, won a Valley Championship with him. Shout out to BHS Drillers. Um, <laughs> we won a Valley Championship completely undefeated, 13 and 0. Um, and that experience I've carried with me for the last 16, 17 years. And it's like, even though it's just football, whenever you're a part of a winning culture, you know when you're a part of something that's not very good. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know what I mean? So, if you, so let's say you're at a job, right? And you just know that you're not going <laughs> to advance in this job. This job is not treating you the way they should. And everyone else has this mentality of like, well, I'm going to get mine. I don't care about them. It, the, the the whole team atmosphere has been ripped out of it. You know you're not part of a winning team, and yeah. now I can always you know always can indicate whether I should stay or go mm-hmm. just by you know knowing and and listening to my coach and how he prepared us for games and and the importance of 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 being ready for things. It it really paid off. So. That's real. You're doing. You do out to the coaches out there. Yeah, really doing a good job, man. Yeah. yeah, you're doing one hell of a job, Blue. Yeah. You know, no, it may not mean a lot coming from me, but <laughs> you do. <laughs> I think. I think one thing I was talking to Tree actually, and everybody know. Well, hopefully, some of the listeners know that he's a teacher now, and uh, I like to have these conversations with former athletes just because they have a like a unique perspective on life and success and like, right. the grind and stuff. 
So um, I was talking to him about it, and um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, come on, man. Uh, come on. Uh, Tree. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, we were just talking about, like, <laughs> success and... <laughs> And how, <laughs> I had a great point that I wanted to make and it just completely left me. But um, he's a former <laughs> athlete himself and he just talks about um, the mentality that you have to have to 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 be successful. And, and like the, the same with him. Oh, I was, I was going to talk about um, how... How you need support or something like that? No, how... how so, so like when, we, when we're in it with Coach Gola and we're freaking doing two... And you too with Coach Harnett, yeah. you're doing two a days... And it's 110 degrees outside and you freaking run in the same play over and over. And you you have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go do championship meetings and stuff. You as a kid, you, you're you thinking like this is too much. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do we have to practice exactly. freaking two times a day for a week straight? Or why do we have to sleep in the gym at at the high school? Um but you realize that's what it takes to be successful. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have to, it's not an even playing field. We have we all have 24 hours in a day, and it's about the person that maximizes those 24 hours. Exactly. It proves the point that hard work beats talent. Because yeah. there's a lot of motherfuckers that got talent, and they don't go nowhere because they don't have the structure mm-hmm. it takes to actually be a champion or to be successful. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are smart, really smart. Mm-hmm. They don't have the discipline to either finish a task or yeah. or or obtain certain skills that get them where they need to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's actually a great point. Mm-hmm. So, hey, parents, if you're listening, get your kids into team sports. Yeah. Team sports, let them learn something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop letting them sit on the couch and play fucking Fortnite all goddamn day. <laughs> that's Just teach them how to tackle first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and keep, that head, keep that head up. Don't be yeah. tackling them with your head down. Yeah. Oh, bro. It gets fucking CTE at 12 years ah, old. <laughs> bro, I, I tackled... Um, I, there was once I was playing football in junior high. I was mm-hmm. like in the seventh grade, and that was one. I was t- we were doing tackling drills, and I got ran over once. <laughs> it happened to me too. Yeah, but I was like one of the smaller people on the team. So, but uh, but like I would just hit people. But the next the next time we did the drill, I was like, man, I'm about to smack this dude. Like I'm gonna run as fast as I can and try to hit him. And then I tackled my head down. And my back was jacked up for like a what straight, yeah. Oh my god! I was like, oh my gosh! I felt like an idiot, but I was like, I was, I always feared coaches, like you know, like I remember in high school, a coach, like um, a, a player got hurt. We literally moved the ball up ten yards. And then left that player there. Yeah, and ran it. <laughs> oh, so those are the kind of- like, get up, son. <laughs> going like it's nothing. They just pull out the new play pad. Like, yeah, my dude broke his whole head. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of coaches I played for. So like, I was like, man, I can't like feel sorry for myself. I can't like. So I just kept playing or kept practicing, and then eventually one of the coaches like popped my back, and then I was like. Like it, it kind of, yeah, I was oh straight. Oh, my your chiropractor, son. Yeah. But, yeah, for a long time, I was, like, like hunched over. It's, it's sad. It, it's sad, though, the kind, some of the ideologies that older coaches had. Like, water makes you weak. Like, no. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> water makes me hydrated. <laughs> no water makes me weak. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, uh, we need a mixture of that, though. Like, of the toughness, the yeah. mental toughness, and then also, like, the... Understanding that this kid needs water, or yeah. this kid is hurt, 
But you get so many kids that you don't want. Like you, you'll get athletes that you don't even almost don't want to like. They get hurt. It's because they just they complain so much. Yeah, yeah. and they so like soft yeah. now. <laughs> but but you got the one question you have to ask is: Are they soft now, or did kids just not say shit because they were scared back in the day? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably two things could be true. Yeah, who knows? Another one would be like, "Hey, you got a stinger, son." They're like, no, that's a concussion, oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Concussion, bro. Oh yeah, I, I think Michael Duran used to give him out. He was the quarterback, <laughs> linebacker, and quarterback, bro. Oh Other my god, freshman year. Oh, was dope, man. What's his, what's his name? Mike Duran. He Durant? actually played when I um when I was in junior high. He was on my team. Mm. I don't think I was tackling. He didn't do tackling. I think they had him doing tackling drills as a quarterback. In I know he played for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the team that I was playing on. I actually seen that coach. His name is Delray. I seen him because he works at the Boys and Girls Club. Or I don't know. He's just kind of standing out there. But he's still on the same journey. Yeah, like, still on the same journey. You talking about that on Facebook. That's yeah. Because <laughs> he, like, he was like a low-key con artist. Whoa, what? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 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 How the fuck do you be a low key con artist? You either con artist or he you're was not. A recruiter, bro. Oh, yeah, he was a recruiter. He oh. would do the shadiest stuff. I'm really? old now, so I could talk about this. Okay. <laughs> we play because we, we we were in a whole different league, and we when we we had like this fake fictitious championship mm-hmm. between uh, it was a league called the JPFL. And then it was a Golden Empire State Football or something like that. Okay. And uh, we had this like fake championship where both like a team from both both uh, organizations got together and played, and we was getting scraped. Okay. And um, we actually had a kid that was in the ninth grade on our team. What? Yeah. He was a freshman in high school playing running back. Oh, he was playing for the Rams then. Yeah. Oh, we was just talking about that. What? And nobody, everybody was like, "No, they was they was thirteen. Da da da. Nah. Nah, Nah, bruh. They was like, Shh. and they, and then they had linemen that was like five hundred pounds, but they was twelve. Like, ah. Oh my no, god! Like, no, no, no cap at all. Like not even. Yeah. What's yeah. uh, what's Dion or something like that? That was hella big. Yeah, he was huge. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Shit has changed. I don't. He was I, he was, the, he was just hella big, but he was the right age. Though, I, don't, I don't. I don't think shit like this can happen today. This happened not only just here though. It happens to a lot. A lot of different little. Yeah. You know, pee wee leagues. They try to get away with stuff like that because he yeah. was hella dream and. and as a kid, you you know, you believe in everything. Like, you know, you'll go home like, hey, mom, we got to, like, you got to give me $20 because he going to get everybody yeah. gloves on the team or like. We going to Arizona and we yeah. play the best team in the nation. Yeah. He would be like, y'all y'all just come up with the money. Give me uh, $45 and we going to play some team in Florida. Like yeah. all the, like he's telling all of this. And as a kid, I'm like, and we poor. So like. <laughs> so this from a kid who actually plays. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 You know I mean? yeah. So. so we go, I tell my mom and then she. And then when she, you know, parents have more of an intuition than a little kid. So she like, this don't even sound right. And then oh. I'm like, come on, mom. Like, give me the money. We Like, I don't want to be the sure, only person no, on the like, team. Yeah. And then lo and behold. Keith, like, what happened to y'all going to Florida? Like, we did the car wash. <laughs> exactly. Know. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't We couldn't get you to Florida, yeah. but we, gonna, we needed we, more pads. We're going to take you out a, a John's Incredible Pizza. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, what? Exactly. This ain't football. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing where... Um, one of the reasons I do want to have a son is just so I can like show him the game as far as athletics, like right, and even a daughter too. But you know, more kids. I mean, males play sports more than females. Yeah. But if I have a son, I don't know if I let him play football. 
just with the just with the amount of research they've done with CTE, mm-hmm. it would be hard for me to you know see my son out there damaging his brain. Yeah. Like the brain was not meant to have trauma. Yeah. So I, it sounds selfish because I play football. It's kind of a it's yeah. kind of contradictory, yeah. but. I don't know. Like, I wanted to play baseball or they something. They just can't play all their damn life is what I think. Right. Like, yeah. They should, you should develop, keep them out of flag football or something for a right. long time. Right. But, like, some kids be playing at five getting oh, smacked. Yeah. Like, you know. They're little tykes. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's too much. Yeah. You play from five and then you go to college, you're mm-hmm. done. Your brain is done. Yeah. True. All that hitting. Yeah. But if you, if you, like me, I started a little later. Like, I was more, <clears throat> growing up, I was a boxer. I did boxing, like. And which also cost some brain damage. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, and I played football. I think I started in seventh grade mm-hmm. on the Marauders. And then you I think play- that's a good time to start? Yeah. Because yeah, that's when your brain is like, that's when you're your body's more maturing and all that stuff too. Mm. Like you're not just yeah. putting your fragilized five-year-old body outside yeah. to get smacked by some kid that's, that's yeah. eight I started playing in, against five-year-olds. I, that's true. I agree. I agree. I agree to a, to a certain so point yeah. because- that's true, but it's also true that, like, I think it's the frontal cortex, they said, your brain is not fully developed until, so like, 20, 27 or 28 yeah. or something like that. So, as you fucking your brain up, it's mm-hmm. still developing. It's hard, it's hard too, because <laughs> people that play football for a longer period of time have an advantage. Mm. Just the physicalness of it. Yeah. I, I, I had to learn to be, like, not timid. Because when I, I was yeah. scared to be, like, scared to make tackles or, like, scared to get juked or, you know, scared to catch a pass. Yeah. And Cor- corners are usually like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Some are, yeah. Yeah. But when you get the ones that's not, that's when you Because you're, mm-hmm. you're also the smallest kids on the team. So you're just, you know, yeah. you're kind of making your way through that. But, you know, I think over, you know, progressively, I I, I learned to be out there, be more aggressive and to tackle people and stuff. But, yeah. like, if I were to just show up in high school like as a sophomore or something and try to play like it just wouldn't have worked out because i needed to yeah learn how to do he's a pretty big corner i mean he's i grew good. into one but yeah as a they tried to get my guy to play tight end uh, i did play tight end i was hating them bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like, they gotta keep that tight end for <laughs> that's what they do in high school they low-key ruined my career bro yeah, yeah. but uh, see you you just stuck the corner yeah yeah, yeah that that's, cool. that's when you get to make bitch, yeah. you get to make your own decisions like when you're a senior Cause ain't nobody. Yeah. There's like certain players would be like, oh, okay, you are gonna play this position, but this is like, was like, okay, I'm walking over here with the corners, like, right. Let at least it's kind of like that thing where almost like at, like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, it's like he was in the system for so long, and it was like, okay, Pop, like Popovich, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do what you say, and we gonna we gonna rock out. But now you're in Toronto, and you get to do like exactly what you want to do. Yeah, you get to bring the ball up, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, so. he also played football. Kawhi Leonard played football for a while. Really? Oh, yeah. They talked about it. He had like a little mini documentary. That's crazy. Yeah, he played football, uh, and then he just ended up stopping. He told his dad, because his dad was a huge football guy. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, what, what? position did this guy play? I don't even know. Maybe. Wide receiver, probably. Yeah. And big old fucking hands. Yeah, he probably catch everything. Damn. That's like, um, I think Odell Beckham. He has The reason he could catch one-handed passes is because his hands are so huge. That is true. They showed him with some gloves on. I was like, "Damn, them gloves look big because they white." Yeah, I was like, "Nah, bro!" Like his hands wrapped around the ball. Yeah, it's crazy. That's man. the only way. And the strength of your hands, you know right? What I mean? So, man, I feel bad for them girls getting fingered, man. Ah. <laughs> 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 when Kawhi Leonard fingered them girls, ah. they know they've been fingered. 
That's an NBA finger right Touching there. Esophagus and whatnot. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, uh, NBA regulation uh, <laughs> basketball finger. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> no, he be fingered like, oh my god, my digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang that's crazy man. oh man this pretty much like 90% of this podcast has been all over the place we just keep yeah. rocking it man I feel like Kawhi would be like a possession receiver you know those guys that just know how to get open like they're not like yeah. a burner yeah. where they're juking you and like, stuff like uh, Juju Smith yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead man You're saying I was saying like a like a big body like an Alshon Jeffrey type of Type of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think Kawhi Leonard can low key play wide receiver in the NFL though. Yeah, because he's so. actually pretty big. Like, yeah, he's not just some skinny NBA basketball player. Yeah, this, they, and he's a technician too. So yeah, I feel like he, if he, he might be a cold corner actually though. What? Like a Richard Sherman? A, yeah. How? It's just, he's a good. He's the best defender in the NBA. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, that could translate. He'd be, on, be locking up. Locking he'd up. be got long arms too. So when he pressing like. He's he's always going to be at an advantage. Yeah, but he he'll be back there pressing like. Huh, 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 huh. <laughs> 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 oh dang! That's a trip, man. Yeah, man. I think if you would went, uh, you know, Division One, I, I think that you would have been like a free safety, mm-hmm. just because of the size. Mm-hmm. As a corner, I'm not saying you could have not. Strong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because the the you'd be like a hybrid corner, like mm-hmm. a safety. And uh, motherfucking corner and one yeah. is basically yeah. what a free safety is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you think about the size difference. You had them weight programs, man. You would have been over two hundred pounds. Mm. You probably uh, been like two hundred ten pounds. Yeah. So, yeah, because at one time, man, you kind of got some weight on you. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That- <laughs> when I was at BC, we was hitting the weights hard. Yeah. yeah. Just take his uh, display picture with a shirt off. You know, Keith for doing that without no like no real anger and nothing like <laughs> start calling him Fifty Keith. <laughs> Fifty Keith. What's up, you guys? My name is Keith Fingers. <laughs> yeah, Keith's never been like a swag type dude. He just just easy going dude. Some dudes be like barking and being all loud. They don't even be that good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, bro. I think um, Draymond Green was talking about it. He was like. They were talking about Kawhi Leonard's temperament, how he kind of is just like, he don't even say nothing on the court. And uh, it was like comparing him to, I forgot what the question was, but he was like, Draymond, he was like, Kawhi Leonard can't do what I do. Like, for me to be the best player that I can be, I have to be demonstrative. I have to, because you're almost, he's almost lying to himself, yeah. right? That's yeah. his energy. That's yes. his energy yeah. that he gives off. Yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite things. Like, not necessarily people talking shit, but people bringing the energy and aggressive That's in, the great. Sport, in the sport like football. Yeah. Even in track and field, like, one thing you all see with throwers, though, it's a couple that's like that, but it's not a lot who, like, just be, like, just talking, like, mess to other players. Like, okay, let's see what you got. Da, da, da. Yeah. It's like people are friends. Da, da, da. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see some kids. Like, this is one kid I watched, and, and he, like, he, like, he'll talk shit, like, literally, like, come on. Like, like, just like this yeah. dude is intense. I love mm. the way he competes. Yeah, but if you if you ask people about him, they'll be like, "Oh, that guy's cocky." Mm. Da, da, da. I'm like, "Yeah, bring that energy." You're an athlete, it. man. I think you, yeah. when you when you in it, you you realize like that. Um, you like I said, you almost have to lie to yourself. Like you have True. to lie. To, like you, 
to make yourself believe that you are as great as you possibly can be. True. I, I, I think I think it's it comes down to different strokes for different folks because mm-hmm. you look at a guy like Barry Sanders who would juke you and run all around you and he was quiet. Yeah. You know, real quiet dude, real easy going dude. Yeah. But usually you get a motherfucker like him in the NFL now, he's going to be barking and clowning people and putting mm-hmm. them all on Instagram. Primetime or somebody. Yeah, primetime. But I, actually I listened to a podcast of Deion Sanders the other day with Arian Foster mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. Like prime, he said that that was all for show. Like that yeah. was all for show. That wasn't him at all. Like Deion Sanders is a pretty well grounded person. Yeah. yeah. He's a really cool dude. He said that was all a marketing scheme. Like WWE yeah. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was pretty another one too is this really down there guy is Charles Barkley, believe it or not. Oh, for real? oh yeah. We we look at him being acting crazy and we like, man, this dude is yeah. stupid, but nobody like him. Like everybody know Cobra Brian. Beautiful <laughs> <laughs> points. <laughs> see, see what the problem is. And Kobe need to stop worrying about them white girls who play the basketball game. <laughs> everybody know. <laughs> I love mashed potato. And uh get some soda pop too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to play for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I was uh, telling uh, Eddie when I was at LAX, I seen uh, Jalen Rose, oh, and, yeah. and Paul Pierce, yeah, and Mark Jackson the was there too. Yeah, yeah. The whole squad. Oh, I seen the whole little like uh, ESPN guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were. Um, I walked in and I I was a little bit I wouldn't say starstruck, but I got a little bit nervous. Really? Uh, like I didn't know what to say. Like usually you can like say like oh that was a good game or something. But like when I walked up to Paul Pierce, I was and I also forgot their names in the moment. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, what's going on, man? And then I shook Paul Pierce's hand and he shook my hand and he just walked away. And then I shook Jalen Rose's hand and then uh I was like, Hey, y'all just coming back from the from watching it was when Portland was playing the Warriors. Yeah. I was like, Y'all just getting back from the game. And he was like, Yeah, man, it was a he was like I was like, Yeah, it was a pretty crazy game, huh? And then he was like, Yeah, man. And that was pretty much it. You trying to keep it short? That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? That reminds me of one time I was at the beach, and <clears> I'm a uh, I'm a Celtics fan, but I don't really follow him no more. Gordon since. Hayward. Huh? Yeah, I seen Gordon Hayward oh. at the beach. I did not know who he was though. Oh wow! So I'm like sitting down, and I'm You're like, I'm, him, oh, I'm sitting down, and um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, so I'm sitting down, and uh, I'm on like under the pier or whatever, and I see like this tall white dude. Walk up and he's like, you know, putting the stuff on or drying off, or whatever. And it's like this other guy walk up to him and take a picture. I was like, he's somebody, but I can't. I don't know who he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. And then I came to find out. I remember his hairstyle. And I looked yeah. up. I was like, that's Gordon Hayward. That's his name, right? Ba- yeah, basketball yeah. players are so tall that they just stand out. Yeah. So when I seen Paul Pierce, I was like, this dude is tall. Yeah. And then I yeah. just walked over. I was like, oh, it's Paul Pierce. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. NBA players that uh, like they look normal on TV, but yeah. When you stand next to six foot nine. Yeah. I was like, dang, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even, like, how ridiculous that picture would look if I took a picture with Jalen Rose. Right. I seen uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar came to East High when I was in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. That dude was like 7'2 or something. Yeah. Towering. It was crazy. Like, dang, that's a big old dude. Yeah. There was a seven footer when I went to New Mexico State. He'd just be walking around. He's a Hooper? Yeah, he played bad. He was, um, his brother was like the first Native American or Indian or something that was drafted in the NBA, something like that. I don't know. Remember hmm. uh, your boy Joe, Tarubiatis? Yeah, yeah, he was dumb tall. Yeah, oh. they go do. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. man. 
that we kind of got off base here. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we were talking about something and went into other shit. And we just, <laughs> yeah. talking about tall people. <laughs> yeah. yeah tall it all people. falls in line, though, what's going on right Tall now. people yeah. are mysterious, man. Yeah. Like, I always wonder, like, if you're tall, right, what kind of job would you get if you didn't play in the NBA? Exactly. Like, would you just fucking, like, clean? Like on a Starbucks? Like, yeah, would you, like, yeah. cl- like clean RVs? Or, like, what the fuck would you do? <laughs> There's this tall kid. There's this kid at my school. He probably, he probably, like, he might be taller than you. And he only 13 years old. Oh, my um, God. Super, he's huge. And um, I don't think he plays any sports. He's just kind of, like, a cool dude around campus. Which kind of throws me off because, yeah. like, you know, generally, if, if a, yeah, if a coach seen that guy walking around campus, he like, yo, you better, you know, you're gonna strap up tomorrow. Like, you ain't gonna be walking around here wasting all that height. Yeah. and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, moving forward, um, generational progress. Um, we did a little bit of talking about that earlier, kind of sprinkled on that, but uh, generationally, like, especially with black people. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times in regards to wealth and things like that, some of us are the first to do or uh, what do we say? Uh, re uh, Reinvent ourselves, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Keith, give us a little perspective on that. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. So like, I guess for me, if you use myself as an example, my, my, I don't know. My, I don't think my grandpa went to college. But my grandma, at least my mom's grandma, I mean, my mom's mom, she, I think she just graduated high school mm-hmm. and that was kind of the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, she, she was going to go to the fat, like some fat, like fit him. I think she got accepted into fit him, but she had a kid, so she wasn't able to go. And, um, my dad went to like maybe two semesters or one semester of college. And, um, so, you know, and then going to me, going to me, like I end up getting my college degree. So I had this, I always had this idea that it takes like three generations to get out of poverty just because you have to, the financial thing is one thing, but you're also relearning exactly like what money means right? and how, uh, how you should make money and how you should save money, how you should spend money and what you should spend it on. So I think for my grandma, I don't, I don't even know, like she would always talk about like starting businesses and um, like investing in stocks and stuff like that. And they were all, they were always just ideas. Um, I don't think she, she doesn't own any, like she doesn't have a portfolio or anything. Right, right. But she did have the wherewithal to like at least mention it. And then my mom, the same way, like I think she's a person, I think she, she kind of embedded the idea of saving, like not being, you know, um, uh, wasteful. Freelance spender or, yeah, wasteful spender. Um, and now for me, I think I, I'm taking all those ideas and kind of like merging them together and like investing in stocks and, and investing in myself and trying to start a business and like the podcast and, um, just learning about finances as a whole. Um, so that's kind of myself. And then even I went to, I dread going to graduations, like just cause they're so long, especially <laughs> high too, school, especially high school ones. So my cousin was graduating from high school out here. And um, I was like, man, I do not want to go to this. It's already been a long day. And then I ended up going, and it was pretty amazing, actually, because she gave a speech. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. Like, um, And her speech was really good. And um, she, you know, she got just just to see, like, my younger cousin, you know, finally graduating and, you know, to do that. You know, obviously, her mom didn't go to college. 
And now she's, you know, she's graduated high school and she's going to uh, Northridge where Blue used to go. Shout out to the Matadors. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's, it's just amazing to see. And I have a few other cousins that's going to college, like first generation college students. So it's just, it's just amazing to see that. Definitely, man. Um, uh, You mentioned uh, learning, but I think generational progress comes with learning and unlearning simultaneously. Yeah. Like you're learning new qualities that push you forward, but you're unlearning things to break that generational curse mm-hmm. so you can make that progress. I've learned that myself. Uh, just like you mentioned, the whole finances. People think like, I mean, it's finances. What's the big deal? But when you come, when you have a generational pattern of people who have set down this foundation, then you're going to look at it that way. But unfortunately, due to a lot of um, uh, uh, different circumstances that did not allow a lot of people of color to thrive, it's affected many generations after them. So it's definitely a responsibility. Um, But, you know, I think it's, it's great to have the, the foresight to notice what you need to change and what you need to learn to be better. Um, Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say, I think, uh, I think that a lot of it has to do, especially in the black community, with the family aspect of it. Exactly. Like, let's say, for instance, right, if I do everything I'm supposed to do and I end up not being with my kids and that whole thing just kind of will break up for the most part Mm -hmm. because I'm not there to instill the values of how to get this and how to learn. You don't have, if you don't have a dad in your life or both parents, it'll, it'll be tough if you don't have those leaders to lead you, mm-hmm. you know? So that's one thing why how we in black people ended up like that. So many broken homes right. and then so many just dysfunctional people misguided, yeah. you know? And when you're able to be guided, when those people stick together and work toward, that's how you create the generational wealth or like, yeah. you know, keep like, keep your family going and make sure like if I went to college, I got my master's. My wife also has a, a bachelor's degree also. Oh, wow. So so my baby has a different standard now. Yeah, like, you expect go. Her, like, yeah. right. Automatically, like, oh, my parents, she can't just be like, oh, well, my mom didn't go to high school, so yeah. I ain't going. Mm. You know, we on her so head about it. expected now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Setting that gold standard. The You know, the, the crazy part when you, I remember when I got older and I was like maybe a freshman in college or a sophomore in college. And I seen like one of my mom's check stubs, and you realize how much money they don't make. Mm. Like, dang, like this check is. Mm. My mom used to make like eleven k a year. Yeah. Whoa. Eleven k. My mom used to work at Walmart, and that's literally my mm. mom was the only source of income besides welfare that we had because my dad wasn't in the picture; he's in prison for life. So wow. basically, like eleven k. I look at that now, like, bruh. You can't do nothing with that. Like wow. low key welfare was like my dad. Yeah, <laughs> food stamps yeah. come in handy. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. I wasn't trying to laugh at that. <laughs> you can laugh. I can you, laugh about it now. You said yeah. welfare was my dad. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> welfare was my dad. That's how they tried. To, that's what they say. Like. Uh, what they did anyway, like they tried to make black women dependent on welfare, so they kicked the dad off the picture. Like, yeah, low key, it was like that. They sent them to prison. It was like a systematic thing. Damn, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man. god, Whew. that's, that's true, deep. Though. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, look what you came. Look what you came about. Yeah. So yeah. that's great. It's about yeah. that focus and keep keep on grinding no matter your circumstance. I didn't. I didn't become a victim. There you Victor, go. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, exactly. So you got to just keep pushing no matter what. You know, everybody got the different uh, obstacles and stuff they go through, mm-hmm. trials and tribulations. It's about what you do with them. 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's a great point. I think at the end of success, there's different paths. Mm-hmm. There could be a guy that had a silver spoon in his mouth that his parents paid for all his shit. He went through school and and he became some type of CEO at a company. And there's another guy that's a CEO, but he started from fucking poverty. Mm-hmm. But they both reached these levels. Mm-hmm. It's just a different journey. Yeah, you know. So that's why it's always important. Like you can't make these little uh, make these excuses or make these convenient like lies. I guess you can say. They may not even be a lie. They may actually be obstacles. Mm-hmm. But you can't live in despair and just like, just fuck it. I yeah. give up. Yeah. Oh, oh. that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. I think um, that's the, those successful people have that different mentality. Exactly. To where they, they see it as um, not necessarily a roadblock, but it's just an obstacle. Exactly. And like you, you realize you got to go a different route. Know what I mean? It's a so, part of the journey. Yeah. And one thing, like, let's say, for instance, if you're starting, let's say you have a family, right? And you're just creating a whole new legacy, basically. Yeah. If you never, if you ever noticed that us as people were constructive, meaning like we can learn stuff from the exactly. beginning when we first get out, mm-hmm. a lot of the kids that come from like, oh, my dad owns this business and da da da, they end up continuing the business because that's all they knew growing up. Like yeah. farming. Like, I, when I lived in Arkansas, a lot of the kids, their parents farm, and that's all. I'm gonna be a farmer when I get yeah, done. Yeah, that's literally what they thought, like what they're gonna do, because that's all they see. What we see now in our community is like most of the kids we know, or most people we know, or where I grew up is they're drug dealers, they're game bangers, mm-hmm. or they do sports. Yeah, but we don't have those people that own the stores or right. You know I mean, the business owner, the homeowners, yeah. or none of that. Like I never even thought about being. I never thought about being a police officer. Yeah, man. Because I've never seen a black police officer like that, like, in my life. Or, like, I known the things that I thought to be was the things I knew. Always thought I was going to NFL because I was big and I was black and that's what I seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's That's going on. But just imagine if, like, we had the same culture as our actual African people who, like, come here, the Nigerians, da-da-da, and their parents know they're going to be doctors and engineers. Shit. Because their dad was an engineer and their yeah. mom was a doctor. True. So they already know. So that's yeah. they see that and they see it as possible. Yeah. We in our communities and hoods, African-Americans, some of us don't see that because we never see it yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. There's no you example. Yeah, man. There's no, foot, there's no footsteps to follow. We got to create those footprints. Exactly. Yeah, if you go, um, if you just think about the neighborhood we grew up in, you have like Mr. Fast, it's owned by like Asians. Yep. The li- local liquor store. They're actually selling like black hair products. That's where All everybody that. in the hood goes to get their hair products. Um, they're selling liquor, they're selling like candy and everything. Um, or even A1, they're owned by Middle Eastern people. Yep. You know, they're selling all the candy, they're selling all, you know, pretty much every, even freaking Chester Outlet. They, that's where everyone goes to get their white Asian. t-shirts and right. you know it's just crazy. those could be but it's funny because if you go to Atlanta it's like that like yeah. you go to the airport and see so many black people working oh yeah yeah it's crazy it's like when I remember the first time I went I was like culture shock I was like dang it's heck of black people working mm-hmm. out here it'd probably be like if you go to McDonald's you'll see a bunch of Hispanic people or something yeah 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 but you won't see that many black people or whatever yeah. right but uh, out there it's like you feel like you can succeed because so many black people succeeding yeah. right and that's that's kind of that's what we need as a community. And one of the best things that I think that can work, and after uh, I actually watched an interview on YG, was kind of talking about it. He was talking about actually showing kids, instead of talking, because I can go in a room and tell them, like, oh, y'all need to do this and need to do that. Yeah. And they're just going to hear words. But if I go and show them, like, this is, what's, this is the life of a, 
of a doctor and da da da, like taking these black kids to the doctor's office, showing them what it takes, da da da. We there's minimal opportunities for that. Yeah. Take them so they can actually experience it. And then, because black people go off experience anyway, no matter what. It don't matter how much you know. It's about what you experience. Yeah, true. I, know, I learned that in counseling. Like a lot of them, pe- people think like that. Like if you haven't been through what they've been through, everyone they, they don't even want to like talk to you about anything. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if you've been through it, they'll respect you more. Like, oh, bro, came from da da da, and they'll do it. So mm-hmm. showing these kids they, and stuff, they, they want a credible example. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, you were talking about like you know these uh you know of these stores in the hood, like you know Mr. Fast and all these. What it kind of does in a way is you you confine your mind and you're literally confined to your area because yep. yeah. you you got the store that's giving you shirts, then you got the liquor store that's giving you liquor, then you got the little meat market that's giving you meat, and before you know it, you're confined to this area, and you're not really doing anything outside of it. It's some mm-hmm. people that really don't ever go out of the hood, like from a mm-hmm. literal standpoint. Yep, and that's all they know. And then you get a guy like Blue that will go across the country. To be successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what I love about your story, too, is um, before I started truck driving, I wasn't making a lot of money. And I went and just left without a plan B. And I went out to Fontana, went to trucking school, and started driving trucks. Went across the country when I first started driving. Yeah, that's dope. I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm, I went to about 30 states, mm-hmm. you know. Just took a risk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm not making like I'm the most successful person ever, but I do, I do good. You yeah. experience stuff. Thank you. That was like that's like one of the best things going to different states and like yeah. saying that you went. That's one thing that track and field gave me. When I went to when I was in track and field, I, I was the opportunity to go to Hawaii, go to right. New York, go to Texas. Yeah, and now I can just share that with my athletes or people. If yeah. I didn't have track and field or I did, wasn't a D one thrower, I probably wouldn't have went to those places. Yeah, right. If I just stayed at home and stayed in the hood, yeah, never would experience the different cultures. Yeah. I remember I went to. Uh, Orlando, I'm actually about to go in a couple of weeks for uh, okay. U20 National Championship, like Junior Olympics. Yeah. Uh, one of my athletes qualified, and it's, it's like near Miami. I remember the first time I went to Florida, and it was just such a different culture. Like, you go out there, see people that look like us, and they don't speak no English. Bro. Yeah. Uh, They're working at McDonald's with a super accent, but look like a, like a straight nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember that moment crazy, you yeah. seen, like, Sammy Sosa or Manny Ramirez on, on TV, on ESPN yeah. or something? you like, what right. the hell? Only word they know in English yeah. is, is baseball. You know, I like, you know, I baseball, you know, I, I, I hit it, I throw it, I hit it. I hit it, you know, I good, it's, 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 good, it's good for me, good for you, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, baseball. Yo, bye, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's fun. That's I think that for me as a creative, um, I feel like being in so many different states and living in so many different states, it it kind of gives you a different perspective on life because you got so many stories and you meet so many different people. Like being right. in New Mexico State, it was like it's just a super small town. You know, like the total opposite of uh, a lot of places in California. But it's, you know, it's just a college town and you see the mountains and it's just a, like the, the city is beautiful, but it's just small and there's not much to do outside of school or, you know, being in Iowa State where I leave from Bakersfield, it's 90 degrees. I go to Iowa, it's snow on the ground. Right. And I'm just out there like, nigga, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? 
Yeah, that is man, crazy. crazy. Yeah, I, I I wonder how some of these athletes, some of these black athletes, especially that are like from like I don't know, like Alabama or something, and they end up going to a college like Colorado. Yeah, and there's like hardly no black people oh, on they campus. Love it. They love it because all the white women. Oh, <laughs> I'm serious. Y'all laughing? I'm serious. I, I believe it. They love it. The white girls on me because you know, all boy. It like. So what's your name? Taking the lines there. Uh, my, my name Daquan Tight. Uh, I'm from Mississippi. Can I call you D? I'm from Mississippi. Uh, can you show me how to get to class? Hey, shout out, to, uh, shout out to Braxton Huggins. We both went to New Mexico State. So like, and I didn't I didn't know he, he's a basketball player for people that don't uh, don't know. He's a uh, he graduated. Did he go to Fresno State? Yeah, he yeah, transferred now. to Fresno State. Okay. Um, but when we was when we was at New Mexico State. Um, I I just randomly met him walking around campus, and this is like the team with like Pascal Siakam and you know, oh a couple yeah other, a couple other people. Mm-hmm. So like I, I seen him on campus and we chopped it up for a little bit. But after I met him, I would talk to people and they'd be like, "Hey, where are you from?" I'd be like, "Oh, I'm from Bakersfield." It'd be like you know, you Braxton. Know, That's what they say. It'd be some white girl and they'd be like, "Yeah, one of my friends is from Bakersfield." And then I'd be like, "Who's your friend?" And he'd be like, "Oh, Braxton." Hey, that nigga Braxton is not your friend. He probably just yeah. be hitting you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 you're like, oh, you're my friend. You're my friend. <laughs> I don't want to put nobody on blast, but shout yeah. out to Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, hey, no. girls, you got to stop doing that shit. Like, just because a guy fucks you does not automatically make him your friend. That's the homie. That's the homie. The way they say it too. That's the homie. Yeah. Be like, I know that nigga. <laughs> that's the homie. That means you a hoe. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. All right, man. Well, it looks like we about to wrap this up, man. Yeah. Um, anything you want to shout out, man, before you get off here? Uh, your, your team. Your, how uh, many y'all can go follow me on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Coach Blue underscore. Let me follow my page. Uh, if you want to, uh, you want to take a look at my journey and stuff. I post a lot of stuff on there. And uh, any questions of if any athletes or anybody watch this, I know this is a different type of podcast, but yeah, anybody got any questions, y'all can DM me or whatever. I'm my open yeah. guy. And yeah, pretty cool. Or Chat. even if you got kids or a nephew or you yep. know, whatever. Anybody. That. Yeah. Yeah. If you got a young athlete, you got a young athlete that's throwing discus or shot put or whatever, and you want some advice, I think this is definitely a more than a credible source of information here. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, don't listen to me fucking around. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen to the one that was the most serious. Blue. Don't ask me no recruiting questions about your kids coming to my school if they if they're not at the age of recruiting. Though. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 There you go. Gotta right. do it the right way. Yeah. Was that that? Uh, what do they call it in NBA? Like a tampering fine? Yeah, or yeah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, NCAA. Kids really, kids really do be signing like like freshman year and stuff. But the thing is, the difference is, so a lot of people don't know this. Kids sign because they can go on a visit to the school, but mm-hmm. it can't be an official visit to where they called them. Yeah, they have to come on campus themselves. Wow. Yeah, and then like take the visit, and then they can like offer them there. Wow, they can offer them now. Yeah, these these, para- crazy, yeah. these parameters around tampering just don't make sense to me. Yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah, I, th- I think um, well, outside of that, but with yeah. with a lot of these famous people's kids, like mm. LeBron James, yeah. I think like Duke Ronnie. offered them a scholarship, or you know, just because it's obviously like LeBron James' son, but you know, this is pretty crazy. He was, and he's not even in high school yet. Nah, 
I think he'll be in high school next year. He was wilding out on the internet the other day. I yeah, I've seen that. Seen that? He was just wilding out, man. Brody. It was a wild video. He was cussing. He was and cussing. He's like, these bitches don't know shit. I was yeah. like, speaking of which, y'all seen that uh, that video of that bitch from the king? You can call me your majesty. You seen that? Yeah, with, with LeBron. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah, a yeah. little voiceover. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm rolling. Yeah, that shit was funny. That shit was funny. Well, it looks like we came to the end of this episode. We want to thank Joseph Blue for giving us his time. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Yeah. If you made it to the end of this episode, you've been listening to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Things. We're out of here. Peace.